This is Nolan T. Jones from Roll20, and you're listening to Morris's unofficial tabletop RPG talk. This week, Morris, Peter, and Jessica talk about Baldur's Gate 3. In the news, more million-dollar crowdfunding projects, new releases for Doctor Who and Warhammer Fantasy Roleplay, Gary Gygax's classic dungeon is coming back to print, and more, plus a brand new sketch about the journey mattering more than the destination. This week on Morse's unofficial tabletop RPG talk. This podcast is sponsored by Burpwart's Babbling Cauldron. If you need the very latest in ointments, potions, concoctions, filters, news, mixtures, elixirs, creams, lotions, balms, or salves, be sure to drop by and browse their wares. Whether you prefer your love potions to fizz, gurgle, froth, or even buzz, Burpwatch is the best and cheapest alchemical brewer in town with only a 17% accidental poisoning rate. That's actually very good. Oh, terms and conditions apply. Potions are always guaranteed to work. No refunds. <clears throat> For the tabletop roleplay news, we aim to amuse, we aim to enthuse. And Morris is unofficial tabletop RPG. Hello, 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 and welcome to Morris's unofficial tabletop RPG talk. I am Russ, aka Morris, or Morris, aka Russ, and with me this week is Peter Coffey from the Southampton Guild of Roleplayers. Russ, as ever, I am delighted to be here. And joining us now, having discovered the joys of computer gaming, if only sadly in the uh, 20th century, I can only assume, working with a pre-release copy of Baldur's Gate 3. It's the one! It's the only! It's the... It's me, Jessica from EM Publishing. I've been playing computer games for a very long time. Yes? Yes. Excellent stuff. So, I, yeah, so the, at least 25 years? No. I realise I, 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 I share both of your intros. So, Peter's is from the Southampton Guild of Role Players, and True. I also go to the Southampton Guild of Role Players. That's fair. And Jess is playing a pre release version of Baldur's Gate 3 yes. on a Mac, and I also am playing a pre release version of Baldur's Gate 3 on a Mac. So both of your intros could apply equally to me. Yes, you are the social so, glue yeah. that holds this group bit of together. <laughs> uh, well, Jess has never been to the Southampton Guild of Role Players as of yet. I have not. I have not. No, missing out. That's because it's on a Wednesday evening when yes. my online gaming group meets. So I already, no, I, I already have. We don't like your sort down there, anyway, Jess. Okay. What young? <laughs> no, we've got young people there. I seem to have ended up all the young people at my table. So yeah, sorry, well, just happened. They just know they're but, in kind, don't they, Peter? Yeah, yeah, I'm super young. <laughs> the youthful glow. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so we're going to speaking of digital games. We're going to talk about Baldur's Gate <sighs> three and our first playthroughs of it because we all. Yeah. But not yet. Wait, not but not wait, yet. Not about it in a no, no. Oh, I'm ready to talk about it but because Baldur's Gate three has become a large part of my personality in the last week. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> It's fair. It's like, what what's going to happen in the next two or three months when PC Gamer runs out of things to say about Baldur's Gate 3? I dread to think they'll just have to go and like start doing some other games. Anyway, anyway save, yeah. save all this amazing Baldur's Gate 3 conversation for the Baldur's Gate 3 part of the podcast. Okay. okay. Come on, keep things in order. Put things in the right box, in the Never right drawer. Be organised. <laughs> all right, what do you... Okay, yeah. sorry, Russ, what would you like to talk about wow. right now? <laughs> oh, I just talk about Monster Games. You'd think this podcast had your about. name oh. on it or something. Gosh. Some sort of TTRPG news. Interesting. Yeah. Okay, very well. I shall allow us. 
Yeah. So, Monica Games have just launched on Backerkit a, I was supposed to say a new Kickstarter, but not, it's on Backerkit, a new crowdfunder, um, for the Magnus Archives role-playing game. Mm-hmm. And this, like, do you remember that old gods of Appalachia? Mm-hmm. Appalachia, yeah. Appalachia yeah. which was based on a podcast. Yeah. And they made a, a, a role-playing game out of a podcast. Yes. They've done it again. Nice. So, so what this is is a role playing game based on a podcast called the Magnus Archives. Yes, and it's about um, the stuff that um, there's this Magnus Institute, and it's an organisation which um, researches kind of the weird, it's like X Filesy stuff. So it researches all that sort of stuff, and this is the role playing game based on it, and it's a cipher system game. Obviously, because mm-hmm. Cypher System is their uh, yeah. in-house um, thing. I believe it's got an added... They've, they've tweaked it a bit, and they've got an added stress mechanic. Yeah, stress mechanic. Cool. Which goes along with the whole sort of, like, horror kind of theme mm-hmm. to this. Mm-hmm. And it kind of looks like... It's like Old Gods of Appalachia. It was kind of like... Um, it was kind of talked about in the sense of it being a kind of like... If you wanted an alternative to Cthulhu, or yeah. Cthulhu or stuff like that. It was, mm-hmm. it was. It kind of dealt with that kind of same core yeah. theme. Mm-hmm. And I feel like this does a bit too, a little bit. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not it's not Cthulhu. It's not like old old gods on the outer depths of space stuff like Cthulhu. Yeah. Is, but it's yeah, it's less tentacular. Less tentacular. Yeah. So if you like Cthulhu but want less tentacles in your Cthulhu dish, this. Mm. Okay. There's my official yes, if review. You're, if you're, if you're, yes, basically, basically, if you want to go to horror but you're not a fan of calamari. Yes. If you're allergic to seafood, this could be... Oh, I guess that does be a question of, um, if you want to back it, how many squid is it? (laughs) Uh, uh, That was... um, A joke for the UK audience Uh, there. It starts at $30 for like the... Uh, $30 for the PDF, $75 for the Mm -hmm. book. Not a cheap one. But I think that's for a... It's a a big book. So I think that's... Mm. I think, in my mind, that's kind of what... What book should be, yeah. yeah. I, mean, I think that's yeah. what the books... Because the, the artwork they've gone into is they've got AI out, but they've got a proper oh, yeah, artist, yeah. so they spent time doing this. I'm mm. kind of like, I feel that's what I want to pay for, a hefty tome. Because it is a hefty yeah. tome, like, a lot of, lot of pages. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Yeah, well, well, it's 75 quid for the for the dollars, sorry, for the book, or 135 for the limited edition mm-hmm. one with a different cover and... Stuff. And then there's more options that you can get dice and, and there's, cards there's and da 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 da. So there's more. Yeah. But it broke a million really quickly. Yes. Sweet. And it's La- uh, Montecook Games' last one, that Appalachia one, which was also based on a podcast. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Did what, two million, I think, or something like that? Was that? And that was their first That was their first million dollar Kickstarter, I think. It's pretty clever because you've got a built in audience almost. Yes. I think it's, uh, I think the strategy is go work with you know, like a, a very popular podcasts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's almost, almost like getting an established. Uh, it's like doing an IP, yeah. yeah instead of having to pay Hasbro yeah. and Mattel like yeah, fifty million dollars. Yeah, it's licensing a property, yeah. I guess, but it's a, a podcast yeah. rather than a TV show or a book. Yeah, uh, he's a savvy stuff. man, that Monty yeah. Cook, savvy man. And I guess like podcast audiences are easier to reach than I. I, I, I mean, don't know. Certainly, ours, ours would be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we could probably get everyone. In. I th- we wouldn't need a football stadium. Is all I, I'm su- I suspect <laughs> that people that like podcasts are easy to reach with a podcast i think that would make sense yes that would make sense that's my astute observation people who like a book aren't necessarily easy to reach with the book because they've already got the book yeah because you're limited to how so you need to find another way of contacting you're limited to how far you can throw the book which is variable yes anyway yeah i think daryl made an excellent point about this on the a5v discord the other day where he was saying Mm -hmm. that like there's a whole turn of people who 
do things like play role-playing games and Mm -hmm. they will play the first role-playing game they've basically been introduced to and they'll never think to go look online about it. I'm like, yeah, Yeah. okay, I can see that. That could well be me, yeah. It's all back a kit, which is a different crowdfunding Mm -hmm. platform and I think it's interesting because at the moment, I don't know if it's just from a publishing perspective because we use Kickstarter a lot, which a lot of people did and Mm. Kickstarter is kind of the dominant crowdfunding source and Mm -hmm. like has been for a while and you know there's always new crowdfunding platforms coming on but i wonder if backer kit is actually going to be a really real good competitor for kickstarter only for very large accounts at the moment likes of me they won't touch yeah because that's what i was thinking yeah they, they 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 told me that they're not interested so i'm like all right yeah. why I, I'll but they will open to the public generally yeah. at some point yeah, i'm sure. wondering when that happens if you know because I it's interesting. I only say because I was I'm on an online group and somebody is doing some marketing for a campaign and they're using Backerkit instead of Kickstarter and they're noticing that the things they do on Kickstarter aren't working on Backerkit in the same way and their reach is like so much less mm. and they're just trying to change it up mm. and so I just th- I just think it's interesting because we obviously do see that on Backerkit the really big organisations do really well uh, but I wonder if that's just because they're really big and no matter where they go, their audience will follow. So what I've noticed... If they've got what's called an advertising budget and that's well, going to make a difference. Yeah. <laughs> so what, what I've noticed is certainly for the first few months, back of kit stuff was not doing as well. And like creators that you knew of hmm. putting a project on there that was similar to one that they'd done, ones that they'd done on mm-hmm. Kickstarter before, were doing about half as well right. as traditionally they tended to do. Wow. But that seems to be changing now, and we're getting some million-dollar ones coming in. I also don't know how much weight Bakakit's throwing behind these, yeah. though. I mean, are they going to... Um, who was it who did the Gloomhaven? Them, anyway. Yeah. Are they going to them and say, look, yeah, okay, um, it's, I'm, 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 I, this is conjecture completely. Mm-hmm. I have no information, but... Um, if I was them, I'd consider doing this. I'd be going to them and saying, look, um, you know, we need some big million dollar sort of hits on back of kit. So we'll subsidize your advertising or something, you know, because they do the the advertising marketing for Kickstarter packers. Maybe they offer it to them at a lower, a, it, a, a yeah, they, decent discount yeah, they or could something. give them a good deal on it. Because I think every, when you speak yeah. to back of kit about doing your marketing, because they, they do, they do that for us just in transparency on uh, for our Kickstarter campaigns. You get an individual contract with them where they you agree payment rates and what you can expect and da 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 da. So mm. yeah, it'd be very easy, I guess, to do that if you wanted to 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 start it off. Or maybe they're only accepting you know campaigns that they think are going to do really well because, like you say, it's it's not it's like a, a yeah. bit of an invite only thing at the moment, opposed to um. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's all guesswork. Um, oh, well, it's not. I can tell you. Oh, okay. Yeah, because I asked them. Okay. So I, I was thinking about it. Uh, sorry, I'm obviously completely unprepared for this. No, it's but, okay. I just, it was just a thought because I saw it was in Bakakit and it's a conversation I've seen people have online and I I think we all... I think I think Bakakit will become a, a solid competitor yeah. for Kickstarter because they have that marketing expertise that Kickstarter and those, that marketing infrastructure the that Kickstarter The manager is so much nicer. The, yeah, the marketing, the, the data you get out as a user, yeah. For using it for fulfillment, yeah. is so much nicer than Kickstarter. Have you noticed that Kickstarter is finally starting to char- make changes, though? A few, yeah. Like, for years, Kickstarter did not change one iota because they had no need to because there yeah. was no competition driving it. And now you're starting to see small changes coming. Only little ones, they, but... They have you know, made digital I don't know. fulfillment a lot easier because now they have a drop-down tab for yeah. people that have add-ons, whereas before I'd have to scroll yeah. through 
all of the categories individually they, to pick them out. Yeah, and they're sending out surveys to creators constantly now, asking them yeah. what tools they would need. And yeah, so I, I think they're you know they're becoming aware that there are other options. Competition yeah. is starting mm. to emerge. Yeah, yeah. Well, certainly Kickstarter had problems. Like, was it your last year, year before? I can't remember, but they were essentially saying, oh, yeah, yeah, we're going to do a cryptocurrency. Yeah, and everyone. And a lot of people who knew, who, who knew what a cryptocurrency was were like, no, mm. we will not support this, and started looking around, which was great mm. for Indiegogo, which didn't have the same reach. Uh, but yes, I got an email from Backerkit in July of 22, and mm-hmm. they said that the only market for creators who have had $100,000 campaigns before, or the current campaign is placing towards $100,000. So, that, yeah. That, bit, bit, what, bit of a way to go for That me. makes sense, though, because with paid-for marketing, yeah, the way yeah. it works, if, if you're less than that, the marketing budget can eat up so much of your profit margin, in fairness, because they have a fee for yeah, that, the setup fee. And, yeah. That was a year ago, though, so yeah, they yeah. may have changed yeah, yeah. since. Oh, you know, actually, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. But yeah. they, they do do it on a case-by-case basis, and part of it, because we speak to them a lot, is making <laughs> sure that is it going to do what you want it to, or is it just going to be a really expensive thing and eat into your profit margin? Because mm. there's like a, mm. you know, scalability, you know, point. And especially if you're doing pay-per-click marketing, you need to have an initial mm. budget amount to make that worthwhile, if that makes sense, yeah. so for it to reach a critical mm-hmm. mass. So I think that's sometimes why, yeah. But anyway. Yeah. I mean, the back of kit, the back of kit marketing mm-hmm. stuff, mm. I, I, I think is... Early on, mm-hmm. you would see back of kit marketing kick in, mm-hmm. and we're taking we're talking about Facebook ads here. This yeah, is what yeah, yeah. Do. Um, Instagram, but um, back when Facebook was something other than ads, to be yeah. you you'd see a sort of massive meteoric increase on a Kickstarter, and it would suddenly start doing really, really well. One that had been trucking along would suddenly start doing really, really well. It's not like that anymore. Now, basically, as far as I can make out from my experience and talking to other people and looking at other campaigns. Backerkit marketing is still worth doing, but it's going to give you about an extra 10% these days, as far as I yeah. can make out. It's not going to like double or triple your, your campaign. It'll, yeah, it'll give you a 10% boost on, yeah, what, yeah. on what you would have got. Yeah, that it seems about about what seems to be happening now. Yeah. Which is still, you know, not to be sneezed at, yeah. but, you know. No, no. But if, yeah, if you're, yeah, I think people's expectations need to be in the right place for it. I think. And the biggest thing, has been and I think always will be direct marketing to your audience mm. which is just yeah, yeah that's always the thing that you know you send an email to people that backed your campaigns before and that's when you see it go Voomph, like it, everyone yeah. reads it goes oh yeah this thing cool um but that and that sadly is just something that builds time to to you, you build and grow an audience because these are people that have had your stuff before they they know you're reliable they know they like your style and things like that and that's just time a lot mm. of the time which is which doesn't sound very helpful to a new creator, me saying that. Being like, oh, I'll just do it for a long no. time. You're like, great. No. Well, yeah. <laughs> I'm making yeah. my second book, Jess. What do you want me to do with that information? But, mm. yeah. <laughs> anyway, I just anyway. thought it was interesting yeah. with Becca Kit when we were talking about that. But shall we move on yeah. to other news? Yeah. So I've got, all uh, right, I'll give you the choice. Oh. One of two things. Okay. Would you like to talk about Doctor Who or would you like to talk about Castle Zagig? Um, I don't mind, Peter. Talk about Moria. I'll make that. <laughs> I'll make that be. I want to talk I mean, about the Moria Kickstarter. Oh, we could talk about Moria Sorry. as well. But... We, oh, actually, should we talk about oh. Moria first? Because we're talking about back again crowdfunding, crowdfunding campaign, and okay. now we okay. can move talk on to Moria a different crowdfunding platform, Kickstarter, where we can talk about Moria. Okay, Moria it is. Peter, would you like uh, to share? Because you have. It sounds like you have thoughts, feelings, and hopes I, about I, this. I, 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 
I was like, oh, I'm not going back here. I'm not going back here. And then one of my friends posted on <laughs> Facebook that they packed it. And I looked. I was like, oh, no, just, I can't resist. So nice. The map. I looked at the map. And I saw I, I the, the map. So the it, map it looks like is gorgeous. Was, so it's got a top-down yeah. bit. Mm-hmm. And then below it, it's got like a, 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 a vertical cross-section like running underneath the top down bit so you can see which oh and it just oh it's just just to catch anyone up that's not aware we're talking about uh by free league moria through the doors of durin for the one ring rpg Mm. and also for the lord of the rings 5e role-playing game which is live on kickstarter now and will end on september 14th yeah Yeah. it is i'm um, i'm 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 gonna hack it it's cool hack it it for advanced edition it's gonna be great yeah i'm gonna have a good time are you getting the 5e Mm. one to do that then Yeah. yeah yeah Do you, I, don't, yeah. I don't. I don't. I don't particularly like the free league system. Okay. I played mm. it. I can see how it works. Yeah, like, yeah. It's not a bad system. It's just I personally am like that's a lot of sixes for me to roll. I don't know that many sixes. What are your favourite things apart from the map about this game? This Kickstarter that you're excited about? Well, it's Moria, which yes. is the dungeon. The, the yeah, the Earth dungeon, if you will. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, okay, that that I'm gonna have a good time. Whatever happens. I've got, to, I've got to tell you though, Peter, mm. and, and there may be spoilers, but you know, you know that that there Moria, mm. it's got a Balrog in it. Sweet, <laughs> hot and cold drilling Balrogs. <laughs> it does look yeah. very. And the deluxe bundle, it's about eighty-seven quid, and that's not that bad. So you get the deluxe book, mm. the big like cloth print map, and uh, it looks like a is that a GM screen? Oh, no, it's an art print, sorry. Yeah, I, 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 I went for something. I mm. didn't go for the deluxe book because that does have the uh, the gate on yeah, it. the deluxe. The famous gate where you're shouting, mm. Ah, Melon! Ah, why did I say Melon? It said in the place, hey, it's Brendan. Ah, da! We love a Stupid Elvish and its mm. weird translations and mm. lack of proper tenses. Do you think this one's going to do a million, is the question, a million dollars? Well, what's it on now? It's about to hit six hundred thousand pounds, which I think is about seven hundred thousand dollars, <laughs> and it's got two weeks to go. It oh, think, I think me. it's going to do. I think it's going to win. So yeah. basically, all the million dollar Kickstarters are just like exploding again in the last month or two because we talked about yeah. some last week as well, didn't we? And it's all big license stuff. Well, that yeah, will help. Uh, this, uh, there was that Dolman Wood. What was that? Is that a license thing or is that an original? I thing? don't think that's. Is that? I don't know what that is. I, I don't think that. that... I'm is sure that based on a podcast? It. I think that I know I've seen an actual play about it, but I don't, I don't know, know if that was first or that was a following the game. Don't know, don't know. But yeah, maybe uh, not. Oh, that's necrotic gnome. Mm. Uh, yeah. Adventure in peril. Oh, okay, yeah, British Isles. Um, yeah, that one wasn't licensed. That was yeah, uh, that's yeah, right. yeah, 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 yeah. I think I just but, saw an actual play for that, and that was my sure. introduction to that thing. Yeah. So I think that's where mm. my confusion might be. Yeah, but yeah. But Mario looks awesome. It looks bloody mm. awesome. It does. The collector's book does look very nice. And That's the problem. Every time Free League put out a Kickstarter, it's kind of like, that looks so good. Uh, that really looks it. good. <laughs> yeah. They, they always look amazing. Mm. Absolutely stunning. Yeah. That's why they yeah. won all those any awards for art and layout and stuff. So. Yeah. That's fair. Good. Like they just keep on doing really beautiful stuff. Yeah. All right. Right. Next. Next on the agenda. Next on the menus. I dig. Oh, Doctor Who. Let's go for Doctor Who. I'm behind on my Doctor Who. Okay. Just in general, I've I've fallen off watching it, and uh, yeah, I may catch up over Christmas with my nephew. It hasn't been on for like a year now, two years. Yeah, I, I know. I'm behind from then. Yeah. Okay. okay. Fair enough. I'm very. Uh, when I say I'm doctor? behind, I mean it. Well, it's coming back to TV like in two months, isn't it? With David oh, Tennant nice. as the Doctor for I think three episodes. Yeah, then... like not completely. 
Yeah, yeah, it's got three um, special episodes or something. And this is why I wanted to catch up, because David Tennant is my, my doctor, so, mm. yes. David Tennant is your doctor? Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't think yes, he has yes. a medical degree. <laughs> Don't care. No, I'll do no, what he says. That's, that's not all that phrase means for us, as you well know. I I would if if I went to my GP and he was there though, I would go along with that. I'd be like, yeah, I'll do what you say. Fair enough. Fair yeah. enough. Fair enough. <laughs> anyway, so we right, got sorry, time Doctor to talk Who. about Good Omens too here. But anyway, we're talking about Doctor Who as well. Yes. Okay, so Doctor Who. Uh, so the 60th anniversary is coming up, which has the whole David Tennant mm. thing going on, which we love. Yeah, Cube yeah. 7 make the Doctor Who Adventures in Time and Space role-playing game. Mm-hmm. And they are releasing two hardcover books to celebrate the wow. 60th anniversary of Doctor Who. Mm-hmm. And the first good. one is called Doctor Who 60 Years of Adventure Book 1. Mm. And the second one is called, can you guess? No idea. 120 Years. <laughs> year 60 zero. Years of Adventure Book B. No, Book 2. So... And these cover, like, the entire history of Doctor Who. Mm. Wow. So the first one's, like, 1963 through to 96. So these are, these are like, setting books. Um, right. It sounds like. Um, yeah, basically. It sounds like they're the sort of books which, because they all contain so much information, would be fantastic gifts for yeah. those. I mean, you can get, you can get them now on PDF already. It's a series of adventures, so yeah, it has adventures in as well. Uh, so, so little stories, I hear. Yeah, nice. so little stories. And I think it includes the NPCs you know and love and the Doctor oh, yeah. of that time coming in. So it's mm. it's an okay. adventure based on that time, so you can walk around in that time, yeah. I think. Well, there's this uh, yeah. sort of adventure path, basically, called A Luster of Starlight, and it connects every Doctor in some way. Mm. I don't know the details of it, but, you know. That's kind I of, think kind of it's it got does. something to do with the star. Bum, bum, bum. Mm. I reckon there might be some time travel involved. Don't be ridiculous. <laughs> Honestly, Russ. What I know. You I know. But yeah, they, they, they look good. Say. They look pretty. $40 each, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I like that they have split them up through the time periods because there is like mm-hmm. old school and new school. So if you are like, oh, I don't like the new Doctor Who stuff, I just want the classic stuff, you could just get book one and that or would sort you out. Or if you're, yeah, or vice versa. Like, if you're like, I only started watching it when. Um, What's it called? Chris uh, Eccleston. Arthur. Yeah, Chris Eccleston. Um, like the cake. Okay, uh, it started. Mm. Christopher and, Eccles cake. Yeah, yeah Christopher Eccles cake. Um, yeah, so I, I think <laughs> it's... correctly known. Yes, to his friends. Mm. Well, he's my GP, so that's why. He's your GP? He, I David Tennant was your GP. They, they're all the same person. Right. I see. Okay. Anyway. So you're saying the doctor is your GP, not David Tennant? This section isn't going well. <laughs> I just feel, should we move on? Oh, I think it's going great. Anyway, so we talked about Doctor Who. Mm-hmm. Yes, so now shall we talk about Castle Zagig? Yes, I actually don't know yeah. much about Why this adventure. Okay, so many, many, many years ago, Gary Gygax, co-creator of D&D, created a big dungeon called Castle Greyhawk. Okay. I that but bit. it never got published. Yeah. Um, bits of it did. Wasn't but. There was another chap that did a lot more work for Greyhawk, wasn't there? Um, no? right, other people right. did work on Greyhawk, yeah. yeah. But, um, it was a team effort, but Gary yeah. wasn't involved. Yeah. So it never got published. Gary got ousted from TSR. Yeah. But there were, there were bits of it published, but, 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 not, but not the whole thing. And then many years later, Troll Lord Games mm-hmm. came to Gary Gygax, and this would have been, I don't know, 10, 15 years ago. I can't remember when it was. Mm. And said, hey, you know your, um, your Castle Greyhawk? Mm. We'd like to publish it. 
Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, you know, okay, I've still got all the notes and they never, you know, they're, they're still mine. Um, obviously, we can't use the, the name Greyhawk because TSR or now Wizard of the Coast own that. Um, so instead of Castle Greyhawk, it's called Castle Zagig, which is Gygax backwards, kind of ish, with a Z, not an X, but ish. And uh, they started publishing Castle Zagig. But Gary Gygax sadly passed away, and I don't believe that got finished. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. I, I wasn't, to be honest, following it particularly at the time. Mm. And now, years, years later again, uh, Gary Gygax's son, Luke Gygax, has said that he is bringing back Castle Zagig and the Yigsburg campaign setting in which it is set. Yigsburg being like a town around the castle or near the castle. Uh, you can you can already pre-order it, and it's coming out quite soon, September, October. So they've already obviously been working on it already. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, so if you want a bit of old school stuff, it's the first of three. Uh, it's going to be a three-part series. Probably it's... there's going to be some kind of Kickstarter at some point. Maybe, I don't know. Yeah. It looks like it's uh, just going straight out. It doesn't look like it's a crowdfunding thing. It's just... Yeah, yeah, actually. It does. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know. A lot of the older dungeons that they bring straight out, I don't know if they go that well with modern sensibilities. I feel like things like Dungeon Crawl Classics mm-hmm. is actually a much better fit for systems like that. Because like they they have those old school rep- those old school well, expectations. Is, or well, this is this is for Castles and Crusades, there. which is a oh. OSR style game. They they do nice, so they have nice. a document to convert it to D and D five E. Yeah. So if you yeah. do yeah, want to play this adventure with five E, they have. Yeah. 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 But it's not designed for five E. It's no. designed for uh, Castles yeah. and Crusades. So. Yeah. It would be. I think it would probably be quite a different experience. Mm. Yeah. But yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah. I think. That, yeah. This is very much a nostalgia piece. I think. I think this is for people yeah. that, that played it then and you know yeah. enjoyed it and want to go so, back to it and and carry on with it. Yeah. So. So, so there's a thing with like like the guy Gax estate. Basically, there's there's legal stuff going on because Luke Luke Gygax doesn't own this content. It's owned by the guy Gax estate, and the okay. executor of the estate has, as I understand it, and I'm not. Again, I got to say, I'm not fully conversant with what's going on. Um, has um, said that they can start work and, and start doing this, um, but there is a potential of doing other stuff. Yeah. From from Gary's Gary Gygax's sort of creations and things later, if they show the executor that I mean, they they did a sort of uh, a YouTube uh, or Twitchy kind of um, uh, panel thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, something like um, they had to, they, they the executor wanted to see that they were good stewards of the uh, of the content. Sure. So they weren't going to be like uh, new TSR, for yeah. example. I imagine is one of the one of the possible concerns. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, they're so. trying to yes. yeah, mm. they're trying to prevent it than the proper name. Yeah, yeah. So it looks like this is kind of maybe a little bit of a test run, and if this goes well, that you mm. might see more stuff. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, and I don't see any reason why they wouldn't be good stewards. I mean, from I've never met Luke I guess, but from what I've heard from everyone who has, apparently he's a you know a very very nice person. And, well, you know. He does like a lot of um, convention running and so forth. Mm. Yeah. So yeah. that sort of thing, you, you need to be quite good for people. Yeah. Right then, let's yeah. move on with the news. Other print there, news. There isn't, there isn't much more, to be fair, but. Uh, no, but I, I saw something pretty that I liked. Something pretty. So every Friday I play Warhammer Fantasy role playing. Mm-hmm. I've now learned how to use a crossbow so I don't just throw cups at people in combat. It's a very exciting time. I've only successfully shot one person though, and it was a fellow party member, but nevertheless. They so, know what I did. <laughs> <laughs> so, Warhammer Fantasy playing fourth edition, there is a book coming out, The Winds of Magic. And the Ooh. reason I caught my eye is because it has a very, let me share with you, a very, very pretty collector's edition. Which mm. I'm not going to buy because I spent my my fun money on Baldur's Gate. 
mm. this month. But it's very pretty and it's like faux leather and it's got gold embossing on it and it's got this like it's embossed with uh, Paranoff's wheel and all these symbols of magic mm. and gold foil stuff. And it's just, it looks like a magic book. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And it, I just think it looks very cool. Um, and yeah. it is, and I say it looks like a magic book because that's, it, it is, that's what it is. It's like a, it's the, the winds the, of magic. Uh, it makes sense, right? It's sort of like the brown or brown leather but also with that hint of crimson in it mm-hmm. oh and the uh the oof, we've got a pentacle oh we've got a couple of squares in there that that is yeah. a really good arcane circle it is yeah. of course the long reefed skull inside that's mm. that's nice that's nice and it's got the symbols of the warhammer college of magic that is that is that is a nice looking book I mean, it's got hmm, new spells, and it's got about information about the different schools of magic, and it's yeah. got rituals, but you know all this stuff in. So, it, but I just thought, and I'm not playing a magic mm. user in Warhammer, so I'm not, not going to get it for that reason. But I just thought, if you were, it'd be nice to rock up to the table with that almost as a role playing mm. prop because it looks like a spell book in the in the world. Yeah. Um, so yeah. that that is now uh, available, uh, and it's yeah. really pretty. So I just want to show that out. It is, it is like a hundred dollars for the collector's edition, and fifty yeah. for yeah. the regular one. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, Wizards in Warhammer Fantasy, they are they are pretty different beasts. Mm. It's not like mm-hmm. 5e or even A5e where it's like, yeah, you got a wizard. Mm. It's much the same as another wizard. Yeah, it's absolutely. Like, if you played one, you're done, yeah. basically. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, yeah, so it is, yeah, so that is very pretty. Mm. So I saw that mm. that came out this week. Cubicle mm. Seven's doing well in the making us go, ooh, that's a bit nice. Yeah. Mm. Uh, so, fair play to him. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Coming, coming in coming into shops in November, by the way. Um, yeah. I don't know if you remember this uh, from a while back, but the Queers yeah. RPG from Japanime Games. So there's a basic box, a box set coming out. Box sets are all the rage. We should do one. Ah, okay. we are. <laughs> um, uh, so this is a TTRPG adaption, adaption sorry, of the uh, LGBTQ plus manga by Isago Fukuda. Um, and you take the role of characters and their powers come from rainbow empathy and uh, a magical force which embodies the ideals of humanity, compassion, joy, and wisdom. Yeah, one of the writers for that, Robin Caulfield, was in um, Starcross Seaway, the first level up actual play. Mm. Oh, nice. Yeah. So this I, I'm sorry, I'm just laughing at being powered up by rainbows. <laughs> well, this uses the shooting mist engine. my day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, Start your day with uh, some rainbow crunchies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And they battle villains like the Justice Knights who are fueled by ignorance, hmm. like fueled by a lack of knowledge. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, not knowing you can't do a thing or that you shouldn't do a thing definitely guess, does seem guess, to empower a lot of people. So, yeah, 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 fair, 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 yeah. So it uses the City of Mist engine. Don't know the engine myself, but uh, it uses the City of Mist engine, and it's going to be thirty nine ninety nine box set, mm-hmm. and it's going to hit retail in November. Right. Oh, you yeah. know, we were talking about Dungeon Crawl Classics just now, because talking about Luke Gygax's yeah. new venture. Um, mm-hmm. So there is a, um, hum- on Humble, uh, there's a big mm-hmm. bundle on Go- uh, so Goodman Games support it out. So you get 75 products from Dungeon Crawl Classics, which would retail normally about 1,000, and you can get it really cheap. It looks like it's a charity one to go to World Central Kitchen, and you can, like, they're different tiers that start from a dollar to fifteen dollars mm-hmm. to twenty five dollars to mm-hmm. get all this stuff, and then you can choose how much you want to give to the charity. So if people so, ha- were wanting to try to cool classics, yeah, this looks really. This is really cheap. It's on oh, cool. But Yeah, sorry, I just saw that. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Here is some um, statistics 
Because it starts. About people who play D&D before the pandemic and people who play D&D after the pandemic and how those numbers changed. Self-reported. Self-reported, yes. Mm-hmm. So this survey was conducted by a Merchoid. And, Merchoid? Um, okay. Yes, yeah. Um, I'm not sure who Merchoid is. Um, They're a, a retailer that sells Right, stuff. yeah. Okay. Okay, about 1,500 um, people took the survey. And it says that nearly 40% of people were spending more time playing tabletop role-playing games than they were before the lockdown. Okay. Additionally, about 75% of people said that in-person interaction was essential to their enjoyment, Mm. which is higher than I would have guessed, because I I kind of thought there was a massive, massive explosion on online play, but... Maybe, yeah, maybe that not. that doesn't surprise me. With with, mm. with my gaming group, we always prefer in person, but online was because it was uh, more convenient. Mm. But given the choice, and I'm saying given the choice, I'd always much rather have an in person game because you can have well, you can role play like more like facial expressions or little moments. You can also have a little side conversation in character yes. whilst the mm. end of the scenes go. And online, you can't do that because that's just yeah. talking over each other. And it, yeah, yeah. Mm. I mean, you can, if you've got some typing skills, like have a little chat in the margins, which I have enjoyed. Yeah. Um, I, I played an online game before it became cool, like back in oh. probably about 2012, 2013. Oh, right, Peter, we were I using see. Skype. Mm. Back, do you remember Skype? Oh, yeah. yeah. That used to be a thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I they do must, remember. They must be kicking themselves about the pandemic. Because they're like, How this is our time. How did they lose that? How did they lose that? It's like Microsoft. Yes, yes, yes. It didn't used to be. This might even be, I don't know. I think it, it wasn't as obviously Microsoft as it is now. Anyway, but yeah, I was playing on Skype and there was like, it was a, it was a Death Watch game. Two people were playing like a Blood Angel and an Ultramarine and they were just like talking all the time. Mm. And in the background, there's me and, there's me and my mate and we're like playing a Space Wolf and a Dark Angel and mm. we're just like having this like, it was supposed to be like bitter rivals because that's like the whole space marine thing. Yeah, and we're just like doing our own little role play bits on the side, mm. which involves lots of glaring at each other. Yeah. <laughs> we're having a great time. I mean, yeah, online games. Can, I have a lot of fun with them, and I and I play yeah. them like because um, some of my friends they live in Bristol that mm. I play my Warhammer game with, and I wouldn't be able to play in person with them yeah. every two yeah, weeks. Yeah. Uh, so, so yeah, we do that. But uh, equally, I'm seeing them in November. We're going to play some games in person, and I'm really looking forward to that. But yeah, that data doesn't surprise me that more people like playing online. Because yeah. I'm really glad that online is an option because it means I get to play with more people. Yeah, you because know, some people, mm. I've got other friends that I play with that have many children and so leaving the house is just not realistic. But putting the kids to bed mm, yeah. and being on the computer where they can kind of keep an eye on them and jump away if they need to yeah. is a mm. possibility. And also yeah. friends that, that have disabilities. Yeah. Strong, strong point about being being online that way. Yeah. It's like the game finishes at 10 in bed by 10 past 10. Yes. A lot to be said for it. And mm. also I've got uh, friends with disabilities where like yeah. going out in person just is, is more difficult. And also like, you know, COVID still be around COVIDing. And for some and people that's a serious consideration. I mean, a little bit of a, a resurgence at the moment, isn't it? Oh, I don't, yeah. I don't yeah, know. I just, new, new strains. I spend mm. 90% of my time in my house. Uh, yeah, to be I honest, I, uh, I I take my I go into the world to take my dog for a walk, and that's kind of, and I'm very happy here. I have all my mm. games here, so mm. I'm just yeah. Okay, enough. Right, are we done with the news? I I don't have any more news for you. Uh, well, I don't have any more news for you. Apart from 
Puzzling yeah. Encounters oh, yeah. closed last night. Yes, uh, which that is, is great. a thing that happened, and it did slightly better than we expected. It did because oh, this one was a shorter yeah. one; it was only ten days. Yeah, um, we, were, it, we, wow. were, we were we were we were predicting sort of ten twelve k for this one yeah. pounds, nice. and it did what sixteen in the end. Was yeah, which is nice. Why did you only go for ten days? Um, We've got a packed schedule of Kickstarters, and uh, Kickstarter have rules about how many outstanding Kickstarters you can have at one time, so we've got to make sure everything's cleaned up before some of the bigger ones later in the year. Because we are launching the Level Up Starter Set soon, Mm. uh, which is the next crowdfunding in September, which I'm very excited about. We can talk about that, though. We can definitely talk about that. But that's coming. yeah. If you're talking about outstanding Kickstarters, just let you know, I have received my copy of To Save a Kingdom. I was just about to say, because we're fulfilling To Save a Kingdom right now. Yeah, so. yeah. Gotta say, it's pretty nice. It's pretty a nice book. Nice. It, it is a nice book, isn't it? It is a nice book. It feels better, doesn't it? Once you, mm. I don't know why, but yeah. when, when, you, when you get a nice offset, beautiful printed book, for some yeah. reason that elevates the actual material in some way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Even though the material's the same. It's irrational, but it's fair. Yeah, yeah. I, I've got like a little tablet because somebody was saying mm. about how do you get through your PDFs? And I was like, oh, I've got this tablet specifically mm. for reading it. I looked at it, it was pretty cheap. So I was like, oh, I'll get that yeah. one. Yeah. And, and we've ended up watching mostly Netflix uh, or mm. other streaming services on it because mm. <laughs> it's so much lighter in the bed than the laptop. Mm. <laughs> but it is pretty good for PDFs as well. But no, having having the book in your hand is very nice. Yeah, there's, so, there's still no replacement for that for me. Mm. Yes. And, and certainly like, being able to print off a copy of a map and having it like at the table mm. so that you know players have got something to pour over and poke at yeah. that is also very yeah. nice so mm. people in UK and Europe are getting them in their hands yeah. but in North America but, they yeah. will soon have them as well yeah, yeah. the level up starter set the mm. coming soon page the pre-launch page has been up for what a week or two now mm-hmm. mm. um, so you can already go along and click on the thingy and make sure you get notified when that launches. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that would be super helpful. I'd love it if you did that. Yes. And we are super excited about this starter set. We really are. Mm-hmm. Mm. I'm loving the character sheets. I don't know if Peter will love the character sheets because Peter has very strong feelings on character sheets. But I love the character sheets. <laughs> I haven't looked at the them recently sheets. because you and Uma have been going back and forth for the yeah, last few yet. weeks. Not, like editing, yeah, 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 yeah. visions. Like it's, mm. it's a changing beast. So to, yeah. to make it the best it can but, be. So. But we have, we have borrowed an idea from Peter. Ooh. Which is the oh. divide it into combat exploration and social pages. Yeah. Well, sections, not pages, because we're trying yeah. to keep it down to. Yeah. Well, a different, different of pages, me. yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I, no, and also, like, you like the idea of at higher levels as well. The, yeah. Um, what we found is we can't fit that on our character sheet. Um, so, what uh, we're doing is we're going to include a little extra handout Ooh. that the GM can hand out to each player when they get to. Level five because they're fourth level characters in the in the starter yeah. set because we wanted people to be able to play with archetype features and a few other things because it's supposed to show off the system a bit. Yeah. So when they get to level five, which is when they get to the third adventure with the three adventures included, the GM can just like hand them this handout for the sort of what happens when you level up to fifth level, and they can just like and and, and the character sheets are like A three folded in half like a little booklet. Oh, okay. So they're quite so it's basically four A four sides. Yeah, yes. And then you would just take that hand out and you just slip it in there. Mm, it's very pretty and colourful and very nice. Yes. Nice. Mm. I look forward to seeing yeah. them at some point. Yeah. yeah, so I was up last night uh, till 1am doing the PDF fulfilment for Puzzling Encounters. So if you're back mm. that, you will have your digital rewards already. And you'll get your PDF, uh, your physical copy as soon as Kickstarter gives us the payment for that, which should be in about 10 days' time. So that means we oh. can send out the rewards for that before the starter set. 
begins. Yeah. You see, that's the method for the madness. Mm. Well, one thing I've been doing this week mm-hmm. um, is I've been making a encounter generator. Oh yes, and I saw like this little... is based on the region tables mm. in Level Up's um, um, exploration rules, yes. journey rules. So it's, it's a massive job. Um, so oh, I've only done massive, one yeah. region, and that's Haunted Lands because there's like mm-hmm. fifteen odd regions, region types in Level Up, yeah. and this just doing Haunted Lands has taken me a lot of time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So basically, what it does, you choose your region type. In this case, there's a drop down, but it's only got Haunted Lands in it. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And then you choose the tier, so you yeah. have like a, a tier three haunted lands. Yeah. You can put in your total party level if you want, because that will just mm. it will then just tell you how hard the encounter is. You don't have to, but yeah. it's, it's this information you can use. And you hit go, and it generates yeah. an encounter. So I've just done it, and uh, a tier three haunted lands for uh, challenge ratings eleven to sixteen. Um, mm-hmm. We've got a cambion with ten soldiers. Um, it says oh. that it's a total CR of seven and a half, which is deadly for the total party level of 12 that I put into the thing. I did put a slightly low total party that level. Is, for that tier is three. pretty low. Yeah. For tier like, three, yeah. I did, yeah. yeah. Mm. And then it's got that. And then there's a bunch of, you can click on the more choices thing if you don't like that encounter and it'll give you a few other options. Yeah. And then it's got, you know, like the signs out of the monstrous menagerie. So a picnic with fine wine, bread, cakes, and a basket of pears scattered and trampled is the signs you see. But if you don't like that one, you click yeah. on more choices and there's a whole lot of other possible signs uh, and then it's got yes. behavior threatening bribing or charming a victim but if you don't know that you click on more choices and there's a whole bunch of other behaviors yeah and then it's got the legends and law thing oh, yeah. um so they can roll to see what they know about cambians and finally yeah. at the bottom it generates the treasure for you yeah and bad. again if you don't like that treasure you click on the thing and you use random treasure generator to generate some more <sighs> we have traveled for many days across this accursed land and Yet I fear our destination feels no closer. Oh, it is a long journey indeed. Through thick forest and a sunken marsh. Lofty mountain and parched sand. And yet, the blighted citadel remains distant. Well, you know what they say. No, uh, what, what do they say? No, it's, uh, it's, it's the journey that matters, not the destination. Do they say that? Oh, oh yes, yes, they, they do indeed. Okay, so who precisely says it? Well, you know... Them. Them? Who is them? Well, you know, everyone. It is a well-known saying or aphorism. Uh, I've never heard of it. Well, that may be so, but it remains true nonetheless. Remains true? Look, if the journey is more important than the destination, then why are we going to the Blighted Citadel? Well, without a destination, there would be no journey. Okay, okay. My point is, if the destination is so friggin' unimportant, why not just journey, you know, to the pub or somewhere. Look, it's just a saying. Well, yeah, I want to know who is spreading such pointless idioms. Does it matter? I mean, look, let's make camp for the night. Perhaps you'll feel better tomorrow. Well, I, I won't feel better tomorrow, because tomorrow we'll still be in this foul swamp and we'll still be leagues away from the bleeding blighted citadel. Are you not enjoying the journey, friend rogue? Enjoy? No, no, I'm not. And frankly, I thought I made that pretty clear. Well, you can, uh, you can be hard to read sometimes. But take heart, my friend. Tomorrow we shall reach the plains of Aloria, where horse lords roam and evil bewares. We shall find shelter there. But bewares isn't even a word. I thought you were a wizard. I am a wizard. Well, you don't seem very wizardly to me. No, no, friend. Oh, there's no need for that. The journey has been hard on us all, but our cause is just and our mission is righteous. Yeah, yeah. We're not even getting paid. Getting paid? 
We're doing this for the sake of the kingdom. Heed the world. We could have ridden on a giant eagle, you know. You know, as well as I do, that the eagles will not fly east of the shrouded peaks, lest they be bedeviled by the enemy's foul magics. That's what they say. Look, look, I've made us a shelter. Let's rest, eat, and arise refreshed in the morning. Good, good. I must study my spellbook. And I must sharpen my blade. Oh, I despair. This unceasing optimism would be the end of me. Tomorrow we travel east. No, you don't say. Good night, my friends. Good night, dear companions. Wait, wait, no, sorry. This is really bugging me. What is it, friend rogue? We are trying to sleep. It's just this, it's about the journey, not the destination, nonsense. Not that again. Look. Save your strength. You'll need it for tomorrow's march. Yeah, but why? Why what? Why is the journey so bleeding important? It's a metaphor, like, but, you know, life and stuff. Exactly. It is not supposed to be taken literally. I mean, we're travelling to the Blighted Citadel to end the scourge of the fellow the Necromancer of the East and free the world from its dire fate. Yeah, yeah. And you're trying to tell me that the bit that we should really be worrying about is the long, boring, trudging through the mud part. I do wish you would just let this go and get some rest. But it makes no sense! Fine! Fine! It makes no sense! Anything for a bit of peace and quiet. Oh, good. I'm glad we got that settled. Now I can relax. (sighs) Tonight, my friends, I shall sleep like a baby. What? Sleep like a baby. You know. That is the single most pointless saying I have ever heard. Have you ever met a baby? Yes, of course I have. Well then! You will know full well that if there is one thing babies are famous for, it is for not sleeping. Oh, for God's sake. Malak the Maleficent here. If, like me, you're enjoying this podcast, please consider subscribing on Patreon for exclusive bonus content every week and the warm, fuzzy feeling of knowing you are helping to keep the show going. Subscribe at patreon.com slash morris. There, I said it. Can you stop staring at me like that now? The things I do. All right, all right, don't forget... Patreon.com slash Morris. Can I go now? Boulders. Date number three. Yes. <gasps> Numero trois. <laughs> <laughs> what? As I doing? mangle up various languages. I started playing... So today, at the time of recording, is Friday the 1st of September. I downloaded the game on Sunday... I forget the date. Sunday the 27th of August. Uh And you took way too long, because I was was like texting you saying, how far have you got? And you were like, oh no, it hasn't downloaded yet. On Saturday, I had some technical issues with my internet and my computer, which I spent the day resolving. And actually, I spent the day hanging out with my dog a lot. But anyway, never mind. I started on Sunday. As in the evening, and between now and then I have played 16 and a half hours of the game. Which I think is impressive, seeing as I have a full-time job as well. Hmm. Now, now the important question, have you got out of character creation yet? 
Well, yes, because, and I'm going to preface <laughs> hey, this. Hey, that's, that's a serious no, question. But the reason, like, yes, the reason yeah. why is because I have the early pre-release version because I'm playing mm. on a Mac. So I don't have the full version. Mm. So it means I don't have the full range of character creation options. So right. yeah, there's things that are grayed out that you can't click on, aren't there? Yeah. So I don't, yeah. I don't have yeah. the full, the full uh, bells and whistles. So I spent a small amount of time on it. I spent, really, you know, I basically knew what I was going to do. I was like, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna recreate the first D and D character that I ever made and played, which of course oh, is a tiefling okay. rogue who's a redhead, who's a mastermind rogue, because you know, obviously, we will mm. have our first characters that we make. So I was like, I'm just going to sure. go for that. So I'm going through this version playing very very stealthy rogue so i just generally climb up into rafters hide and then like a sniper sneak attack with my crossbow people which i'm having a great time doing whereas i made basically a lego lass nice okay cool what about you peter what do you go with i play divinity originals in two so in direct contravention of apparently the advice that they've decided to give out to someone Mm-hmm. Um, I've actually been playing one of the pre-generated characters. Oh. Yes. So okay. my my current party, uh, I'm playing it with my wife Jess. Um, Does that mean that you get some scripted story stuff that we don't? Then, if you do that, then uh, it's like it's different. I feel that. Yeah. Mm. I mean, Divinity Original Sin Two, you got like less story if you didn't play the characters, which is why mm. I'm doing it. We're, we're basically I've got. Lazale and Gale, and Jess has got Will and Shadowheart. Mm. Okay. Before we start, spoilers. How are we going to have spoilers? spoilers? Um, are we going to steer away from spoilers, or are we going to give a spoiler warning? I, I, I mean, basically, the stuff you're talking about is like, it's the first, it's it's basically the opening chapter. It's the, it's the opening sentences of the opening chapter. So, so shall we you... say, spoilers for the opening chapter of the game, yeah, yeah. but it's not going to spoil the overall long term. Yeah, if you would, yeah? if yeah, I'd say spoiler yeah. content if you would not like to know. Yeah, but, 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 but honestly, there is so much stuff in this game. Like, I, I, I'm militantly against spoilers, but I don't think it's like spoiling a significant fraction. I'm this is more the... This How is more like an extended blurb. How many hours in are you, would you say, Peter? Just to get a sense of how far we all are. Oh, crikey. Um, on this, because I've been dipping in and out since early access mm. was a thing. So my total playtime at the moment is 105 hours. Nice. So I've played a fair bit of Act 1, but they haven't really released Act 2 yet. Right. And, we, and our, our combined efforts haven't got us to Act 2 uh, because I'm not playing it without her, because I enjoy playing it with her. Sure. Yeah. Uh, so, and Jess, 16-ish hours, and yeah. me, probably about four or in, five. In the last... So I'm, I'm, I've, played, I've played way less than both of you two. In the last around five, six yeah. days, that's how much I've managed. So. Okay. So, yeah. also, before we do that, I just wanted to get a sense of, have both of you played previous Baldur's Gate games? No. Yes. How, how similar do you feel they are? Uh, do, they, do you think it is like a, a continuation of the spirit of those games, or do you think it's a departure? Well, this game is called Baldur's Gate 3, mm-hmm. and they were called Baldur's Gate 1 and 2. Mm-hmm. I realise so it's a got technically that, a sequel, yeah, but... They've got that, they've got, they've got, they've got that going for them, mm. um, and they're both set in Feyru? Mm-hmm. Yes, that's the name both of it. Both Forgotten Realms, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and they both Feature Baldur's Gate, I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, that's, and that's they use where it ends? Dungeons and Dragons. Mm. And okay. like, I, I know there's supposed to be some reference. I know there's supposed to be a lot of references and so forth, mm-hmm. but yeah. Okay. So, from a gameplay point of view, 
Yeah. Other than the fact that the, it's a different, um, it's 5e rather than, I think, Baldur's Gate was 2e. I can't remember. Yeah. It might have been 1e. Second, I can't remember. I think 2E, it's second think. edition. Second edition. Yeah. yeah. Um, apart, apart from the difference in editions in the actual game rules, the actual gameplay and the way the, the game interacts with you mm. feels very familiar to me. Like I was, I immediately mm. knew how to how to play the game because I played Baldur's Gate one yeah? or two. Okay, and uh, okay. I'm given to understand it comes from it's similar to Infinity thingy, what, other other game you mentioned. Divinity, isn't it? yeah, Divinity, Original Sin two, yeah, no, yeah. which is. So, I, I, I must there, recommend but, that game. That is an absolute banger. It's not. It's not so Presumably that must have been inspired by Baldur's Gate one and two. Then in that case, uh, sure, that ended up being taken over by Bioware, who mm. leaned very heavily into the story aspect which mm. people who've enjoyed mass, mass effect one and two and three and so forth yes. will doubtless relate to mm. yeah yeah and it's it's essentially if you've seen diablo then you're familiar with the viewpoint which is i guess third person mm. uh, action rpg the major difference is that i'm a little surprised that you find it so intuitive in some respects but maybe not uh, clearly, when Russ was playing Baldur's Gate 1 and 2, Russ was constantly hitting the space bar as soon as the initiative was rolled in order to make sure his characters did their things properly. Oh, because... yeah, 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 I played it like that, yeah. I didn't, yeah, yeah I didn't, I didn't, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Pause, 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 pause in between turns, definitely, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah there was a setting that did it automatically, wasn't there? You didn't have yeah, to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. well, uh, as, I, as I recall, it's like you could choose it when your target expired or a new mm. enemy appeared, or a trap appeared. Yeah. Whereas you don't have to worry yeah. about that so much. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I played it like that. Yeah, definitely. I, I, I do have a friend who like was playing it when it first came out, and he was complained about how hard it was. And he told me this story about how he was finding it really, really hard. Like, absolute nightmare levels of difficulty to play. And his friends told him, yeah, Martin, you can, uh, you can pause the combats. You know that, right? And mm. he was like, you can what? You pause it, you decide what your next person's going to do. You Matt, Matt was playing it, for like it, yeah. level six, level seven, casting yeah. spells, playing it like it was a real-time strategy game mm. <laughs> with six characters mm. using that. Uh, yeah, no, so that, 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 would be, that would be a level of difficulty which I would not enjoy. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, no. Like, yeah. i got to say, I really, when I play mm. D&D 5th edition, like mm. a role-playing game of it, yeah. combat is mm-hmm. one of my... Not my favorite part of it. Like it's, it's slow. You know, yeah, it's 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 yeah. well, it's the slowness. But also, I don't. I know a lot of other people enjoy the system and you know figuring out the strategy and the best way to do combat and all that. And that isn't the side that like drew me in and appealed to me the most. Mm-hmm. But yeah. in Baldur's Gate Three, I'm yeah. really enjoying that side of it. And even though technically mm-hmm. it's the same sort of spells and strategies you could do in a role playing game because it's the same. But sort it's, of it's that because the the computer's making the doing the sort of calculations for you though um i don't know if it's calculations is it i think it's because it's turn-based so i can really sit there and think about mm. it and maybe because i'm controlling the whole party <laughs> so mm. maybe it's a control thing uh but yeah so i well, well I, you have no downtime mm-hmm. if you're playing it single player yeah there's no downtime so i'm really enjoying yeah. um the challenge of combat and trying new things yeah. like that i i love doing the whole throwing one of those little grease um bottle things and then someone doing a fireball and just lighting up all the enemies and making fun of that i just i'm really enjoying that in the game and i don't actually mm. enjoy that in the role-playing game so that's a difference which i just thought was interesting hmm. yeah uh, i think you would very much enjoy divinity original sin because i think so. that that mm. that comes from it and you would yeah yeah and yeah and i i, I, I really enjoyed that well. and also 
I don't. I tend to show up my spellcasters in D and D five e because there's like so much homework I have to do mm-hmm. if I want to do that. But this is kind of slowly teaching me different uh, classes spells. It's teaching and stuff. you how to be a spell. Yeah, yeah in a yeah. way because it kind of it picks them for you and you can go and customize it and stuff. But mm-hmm. I'm kind of getting a sense of how that 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 works without feeling like I need to do loads of homework. So mm-hmm. this might be something I end up bringing into my uh, role playing games if I go back to playing five e mm-hmm. point. I. I, I will say there's a certain amount of false friends, uh, which is a concept from learning languages. Like, there's some words like, uh, say, in Spanish, uh, una carpeta, right? Does not mean a carpet. It means uh, a file. Mm. A folder, sorry. So, you know, you don't want to drop a carpeta on the floor. Do you, do you so want to know an even worse one? Cornetto uh, in Italian. Oh, yeah. Sir. It doesn't mean a cornetto. Oh, okay. <laughs> Does it mean something else, Russ? <laughs> it means yeah, a, okay. like a croissant. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, it's a, a sweet treat. I thought it meant like, something. I know, but, but it's like, yeah, it's, it's a croissant basically. But for some mm. reason, there's a whole Italian ice cream, Italian esque ice cream Brand. treat called Cornetto, which yeah. is basically just one Cornetto. Just yeah, give it to me. Oh, yeah, and I yeah, know, know the, what rules, is. the rules are different. Yeah, um, yeah. There's a difference, but the general principles of things and, you know, like, it's, it's kind of. There, hmm. in a way, yeah. So oh, basically, you're both. I'm getting the sense, and I am too enjoying it. I really, yeah. I'm really. It's left me it. a big thumbs up. I mean, everyone I've mm-hmm. heard mention it has said it's really good as well. Yeah. I haven't really heard anything bad about it. Some niggles, maybe, but not. You know, yeah. overall, people are sort of pretty yeah. much saying it's a really good game. Yeah, like there's some things that I would describe probably has missing. Mm. I don't know if that's come up for you. For instance, there's no dodge action. Right, okay. Uh, and that's I hadn't noticed, to be honest, but okay. I, I do enjoy the tactics sort of thing. I have to say that that does change how the cleric plays quite significantly. Oh, mm. yeah? I've not played well, a cleric in, in... I was going to say in real life, but I meant the role-playing game. You know what I mean? No, no. It, it, yeah, yeah. Like What are the differences? Playing... Well, interestingly, I read a little article in PC Gamer, and poor PC Gamer, what they're going to do... Once Baldur's Gate 3 stops being popular, I don't know. They're just going to have to like do something else because mm. that's all the articles I see from them nowadays. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, play, play. No, no, nobody likes playing a cleric, apparently. It's like less than 10% of people. Mm. Uh, I, I think it's like 6%. So there's 12 I classes. Don't, yeah. No, I don't. Yeah. I mean, I quite enjoy playing a cleric. I quite enjoy the support. Mm. I enjoy the god bothering less, but that's, mm. that's me personally. But also the way you play it is. It's there's an optimal path, hmm. and you can stray from this path, uh, but you know you'll be like, uh, it feels bad. Uh, hmm. I mean, like you just know what it's really obvious what the right thing to do is, which is often cast bless at the lower levels and then dodge, hmm. or and like just stand in the way and people try and attack you. They've got this advantage because you're dodging mm-hmm. and you've got bless on. So all your team has like bonus to hit. So you're not doing stuff, but you're definitely contributing and mm. are honestly making, making a difference. But it's not that exciting because your turn is like, I concentrate on bless and I dodge. There's, yeah, there's, a bit of there's not a cool yeah. animation yeah. of the goblin like exploding in front of you or something. But yeah, there, there's definite lack of goblin explosion, which I bitterly resent. Yeah. Mm. And then, like, you hit level three, you call you call a spiritual weapon, which is a bonus action, and that's a very good spell, and mm. it does a lot of work. It's actually a lot worse, I've noticed, in Baldur's Gate 3, because it's slower. Mm. It only moves about 20 foot around, and 
the combats are big. Mm. Like, I've got like a six by four foot battle map, and I would struggle to get to include all these combats on just because yeah. I don't have the space on the table. Mm. Mm. Yeah. There is certainly uh, a degree of verticality as well, which. Yeah. Those of you who played Celeste Earth will enjoy. Yeah. I was going to say, I really like the environments and the things they mm. put in to use during combat. Like, I didn't mm. realise for a bit that they had, to, mm. in this one place, there's this room where it was like a hanging chandelier with like embers and firing. You could shoot oh, that yeah. and drop it on people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. Great. Love that. Mm. Yeah. Always scan for uh, stalactites. Yeah. Mm. Uh, yeah, to yeah. drop on people. And I love climbing yeah. up things, hiding in rafters, and sneakily shooting people. Now, ha- ha- have you been taking advantage of the bonus action shove? Yes, I love shoving a goblin off a cliff yeah. as well. That's satisfying. Yeah. I-, I got to say, there's a certain thing to be like, oh, you- you've Can you here. tell Bye. I've recently been at the goblin camp? <laughs> mm. <laughs> I haven't reached a goblin camp yet. Wow. Oh, yeah. I- it's it's pr- it's a pretty open world, and there's like not really a wrong way to do it. But mm. I mean, yeah, like you mentioned, oh, I'm at the temple. Yeah, I've, on gone, the beach. I've obviously gone. Yeah, I've gone in a different and direction. I, to you, clearly, I, I did not encounter that. Mm. Yeah, I'm sure I'll get to um, it at some point. Well, I met I met this party of adventurers in the temple. Yes, mm-hmm. and they kicked my ass like twelve times in a row. I was getting quite fed up with it. Eventually, I managed to beat them. Oh, we we, we just spoke to them nicely, and they were like, "Actually, we don't want them." So there was they some. Out- this is spoilery. So there was some outside the temple, mm-hmm. and they they were right. left. But you go into the temple, uh, yeah, yeah. and behind a door, there's yeah. others, and they don't speak to you. Definitely yeah. not. Well, they I, open the door and they attack you. I guess if you go through the kind. door, I, I I don't think I've ever managed to get in the door. Oh yeah, is that? I go in a different actually, way. Maybe I haven't on this temple. Is that the one where you drop the thing and there's a hole in the floor? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Oh, I haven't actually gone in because I was in the middle of yeah, yeah. I was in the middle of something else. And I was like, oh, I guess the what? same place. Yeah. Is that, that, oh, that's, well, mm. that's I did the way, that's see where, that, but yeah, I haven't gone in the other end of the temple. So that yeah. up above that a, is the actual front door to the temple. There's a locked door on the beach. Oh yeah. I didn't see yeah. that. But anyway, uh, so I dropped the thing in there. I saw the hole. I was like, yeah. oh, that's interesting. And I was like, I'm right in the middle of something. We're on our way to this place. Mm. I might come back to this later. So mm. good to know mm. that's a tough fight. So maybe I've leveled up so I'll be ready for yeah. it. Yeah. I think having a couple of levels under your belt would definitely make it easier. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Woo, woo, took a lot well, of coordination. Well, I did do it eventually. Yeah and, so, I, you know. yeah. and I think that's the thing. Like with D&D, you can fight. Uh, a group that's high level than you need to be. It's possible. Oh, I don't, uh, I don't know that they were uh, hard or I was just rubbish, though. I mean, I mean, it could be both. To be fair, oh, I mean, the, the characters that you pick up along the way, your party, their stats vex me greatly. Mm. Um, but that's a different rant for a different time. Did you know you can throw healing potions? Yes, I discovered that. Love that. Well, does that. Does that heal people when you hit them? Yes. So it's like... What, they, what, they, so you just throw them into their mouth or something? No, you just, you just smash you just the bottle them. on them and it just absorbs <laughs> into their skin like a lovely healing huh. lotion. Yeah, like presumably the breaking glass is... Wow. That is not a thing not in you. Yeah, I oh, discovered wow. that because my rogue had now as a whole of healing potions. So she's up in the rafters shooting people and then occasionally just chucking healing potions. Is that an action or a bonus action? Oh, um, I think it's throwing... a bonus action. That's like wow. Throwing, I think, throwing, is a full action. Throwing now. is a full action. Ah, okay. But I'm a yeah. rogue, so I have loads of. I can do loads of stuff on my turns because mm. I've got like. Oh yeah, such, yeah, a, yeah. such a shocker that you're playing a rogue. Jeff. I love playing. Who and do you thought? know what? It's because I get to do loads of stuff because you can. Yeah, I just feel like I'm doing lots of stuff. Like I get to yeah. shoot and I get to offhand and I do this thing and I disengage and I run over here and I hide. Mm. Oh no, you can't see me. Fun. Twang. 
I, I do like a style of game where I'm stealthing around around killing people. Like I don't yeah. want to come in and Leroy Jenkins it. But mm. this is my current mm. save that I'm playing solo, and I'm gonna play yeah. another save with a group of people, and I'm mm. gonna play a different. I, I, you know what? I honestly just want to play a rogue again because I really like <laughs> playing a rogue. But like, I probably should play another character, and I'm thinking of playing like. Just play whatever you enjoy, Jess. You don't have to play a different character. But I, I think I might be missing out on other enjoyment because I'm not trying it. Okay, so here's the thing for you to know, right? You know how you pick locks, right? Mm-hmm. You're not using Thieves' Tools proficiency, are you? You're using Sleight of Hand. Mm. Or Sleight of Hand. I noticed that, yeah. Yeah, and that is like a fairly major thing because I picked up some gloves of Sleight of Hand quite early. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, okay, these do like some minor bane effect if I hit somebody. That's mm. quite cool. Oh, plus one Sleight of Hand. And now I notice, oh, wait, wherever I try and pick a lock... It's sleight of hand. Mm. So that's a plus one bonus, which is quite sweet. And with the Gif Yankee, because, mm-hmm. you know, my girl Lazelle is pretty hardcore. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's got a bonus to dexterity. You can, they, they've got this weird thing. I don't know if this is like from the core books, but they can concentrate and they gain proficiency in a whole set of skills. So she can gain proficiency in sleight of hand. So <laughs> suddenly she's got dexterity, sleight of hand. There was another necklace I picked up, which gave herself guidance. I'm like, Oh, okay. Well, Astarian, you're a good chap, but your your services are not required yeah. at this time. <laughs> I I want more magic, thank you. Mm. I've got my human lockpick, who mm. also has a great sword. Yeah, <laughs> I don't I don't know this is going to be this is going to be an unpopular opinion. Maybe no. I find her to be overly rude and sassy for no reason to me when I've been very nice. That's to the her. thing. That's the thing that I've heard is a debate. I used debating, <laughs> but that's been raging on the internet. I, people either love or hate her. I think some people I, I, like I'm being t- spoken to that way, Russ. <laughs> I do not. I'm like, why are you being so needlessly rude to me? Like, I get it. When we <laughs> first met, you were defensive. Like, yeah, we've been through a whole thing. I've been very nice to you, and you're just like Ugh, constantly me. I'm like, can you fuck off then? That's how I feel. But I haven't told her to do that because I understand she's important to the plot because of reasons. Uh, it- I, I, certainly, there's a lot of romance. I don't know if that's come up for you. Not for yet. me, yeah, no. No, not for me. No, no one. Uh, one of the party characters said something at this little party we were having. They're like, "Oh yeah, I'd like to get," uh, you know, alluded to to canoodling. And they're like, "Not with you though." Can uh, you imagine? Ugh. And I was like, "That's uh, that's yeah. too much." Like, it's fair enough <laughs> to be like, "Oh, we're just friends," but you don't have to like vomit at the thought. That's that's taking it too far. <laughs> So no, but I've heard from other people that apparently you accidentally wander into romances and it's so easy to do. Hasn't happened to me. Hmm. Don't know what that says about me. Not going to analyse it any further than that. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I mean, I, I, I'm enjoying like the standoffish romance between Lazelle and Gale at the moment because I'm playing as Lazelle, as I say. Okay. So that's probably why I'm not getting a lot of the uh, rudeness directed towards me. Oh yeah, because you it's are like, just being rude to other people. Yeah, or, Shadow or, or, like, very sometimes. rude as well. Yeah, uh, Shadow Heart is pretty lippy, yeah. I just, uh, <laughs> I'm just like, guys, can we just, like, be chill? We've all had this really I find, traumatic I find thing. Shadow Heart to be a really odd name. Is that her actual first name? Yes. So her parents? Yes. Decided to call her? Yes. Shadow Heart? Yes. Maybe okay, it's, fine. maybe it's, I don't know. <laughs> it's a valid choice. I don't know if it's a name her parents gave to her. Or it's because she chose. The one she chose for herself. Well, maybe she joined her order, maybe. maybe. Yeah, I mean, isn't she, like, a cleric of Shah? Yeah. Who... According to my like pretty limited understanding of FR law, is a goddess of darkness. So yeah. maybe it's a name that she adopted in honor of a goddess. Yeah, maybe, maybe. it's. I, yeah. 
Yeah. I don't know if it's on her Maybe, maybe her but... name was Heart, and then she joined the clerical order and then amended it to Shadow Heart. But then, mm, and like maybe this is, me. I don't know if this, goes, this might go spoiler territory, because she doesn't remember a lot of what she's doing and why, because her memory was taken, so maybe that isn't her uh, real name. Because uh, part of that, well, because I tried to, because I've been really nice to her, she keeps being rude to me, and I'm like, I'm going to kill you with kindness, I'm going to make you like me. Again, so they're, they're all being rude to you. Is is this the takeaway from uh, this? Job? Yeah, actually, no, no, just those two, just the women. Who, who's in your party though? You got Lazale and Charlie Hart and who the else? pale elf. He's obviously a vampire. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Astarian. Uh, yeah, yeah. I've got Gale, the wizard. I've got um, Will, the fighter. Not the fighter. The warlock, even. Yeah. Yeah. Clade of the Northern Frontier. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they're me. They're a thirsty bunch. Hmm. Yeah, I haven't had any of that romance subplot happening to me, and I don't, I don't know why. Uh, in fairness, the character I'm playing, I'm playing my character as I played my first role-playing character, and she is a bit standoffish and a bit guarded. So yeah. maybe I haven't invited. Maybe you just, you, maybe you just put everyone off. Maybe that's what it I is. think I'm off. By being standoffish. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I just, I'm not revealing any secrets because, in fairness, like I don't know these people. We've just had a traumatic thing. Can we also talk about the? opening scene credit please because i was not oh yeah, yeah i was not prepared those, those are pretty horrible like, yeah. mm. and i i don't know if it's just me but i have a thing about things touching or going near my eyes anyway like i don't like mm-hmm. it and i know yeah. most people like, don't anyway but massive massive content warnings for stuff going near your eyes yes massive content warnings for do you like bugs and if you saw the rough calm like that opening scene with poor old Chekhov, and that left you scarred like nearly 40 years later then yes Mm. I just, but, it's, but, it's, well. but it's via the eye this time, yeah. I just, yeah, yeah. I just, I just thought it was all quite gross. Um, mm. yeah, yeah. I wasn't prepared for it, and now I feel a real. Uh, I, but it has worked mechanically, and I do feel the time pressure to do things mm-hmm. because you're like, oh, it's eating your brain, you're going to die soon. It's like, oh, yes, there's a, there's a bug in your brain, and uh, bug in your brain. it went bug in your eye. Brain. Yeah. Mm. And sometimes if I Tadpole. use my lithid power, it's like, oh, it's eaten away a part of you that you'll never get back. And I'm like, oh, no! <laughs> That's horrible. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's just the part that likes Marmite, though, so it's fine. Oh. Get out. <laughs> yeah, so I don't... It's all a bit gross. Um, yeah. So that was the whole thing. Mm. Yeah, it's a, it's a gorgeous, gorgeous game. It isn't is. It? Yes. Very pretty. Yes. On the, the Nautiloid, when you yes. go up and you can, you know, find that Little, this is basically the tutorial we're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right at the beginning. Yeah, you know yeah. when you go up and you find the little what's it called the the brain intellect about us. Yeah, what did you guys do with it? Did you take it out? Did you crush it? What did you do? Uh, left it alone. I just said no to it oh. constantly. Huh? Wow. Okay. And no, I was going. I... It was going. I want to come with you or something. And I was going. No, no, I'm going alone. But I didn't hurt it. Okay. Oh, I... So no, I took it out of the head. Okay. Oh, okay. And then talked. Then had a conversation with it and left it there. Okay. Very sociable. Oh, okay. Uh, I I got it come with me. Hmm. Brett, 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 brain. What does it do when it comes with you? You can use it uh, as a yeah. as a. You can use it. And a member of your stuff. party, it attacks things for yeah. stuff. It's hmm. like really good. It's like got two d four damage. It's like woo. Hmm. Okay. I ain't a level one character there, my friend. Woo. I just right assumed there. it was going to jump on me and eat my brain. I did the first time as well, so I just crushed it <laughs> in the skull. <laughs> nice. Well, part of me was, as well was like, if there's anything, because I, I role, I was, I, I'm trying to role play it as well, and I failed my wisdom yeah. throw to say to know what it was, and I was like, this poor person looks like they're tortured and in pain, and something's taken over their mind. Mm-hmm. The best thing I can do for them now is to to, to stop that situation and continuing for them. Mm. So I just did that. Sound effects yeah. were good. 
imagine what that's what that would sound like. I'm not it's too sure mm. myself because <laughs> I wear headphones and I do that sort of thing. Mm. Mm. Uh, yeah. yeah, overall, um, I'm really liking uh, the, the setting design is pretty nice. Yeah, and mm. I'm, I'm yeah. enjoying Baldur's Gate. I'm really liking the combat in it, which surprised me. So actually, actually that story. is a that is something that's very similar to your original Baldur's Gate, which is that there's like a lot of territory to explore. I'd say there's probably about the same amount of stuff to interact with. So I haven't got to the point where I would need to do so. Is there an overland map that you move on as well? Uh, what do you mean? In the top right hand corner, there's a map showing where you are. No, no, I mean like if you're going from yeah, oh, is there like far- like far- changing. There, there is fast travel. Wait, waypoints, but yeah. What, what, what Russ is talking about can best be summarised as you must gather your party before venturing forth, mm. which is where you get to like the edge of a... Cause basically, Region due, sort of thing. Due, due yeah. to technical limitations, you've got like a big old square mm. and you wandered around that square and there were bits you couldn't get to because there was like, oh, a mountain in the mm. way. And when you got to the edge of the map, you would go into a little loading screen and you could click over into the next place and that was how you unlocked further areas. But there was like an overland map which yeah. showed basically a map of from um, that area of the Forgotten Realms. Yeah. And you'd move over land from like to that town or whatever and stuff. Yeah, yeah so you like had like a uh, sort of a blank map mm. with like some places that you knew were there, like uh mm. Candlekeep, which is the mm. big library starts off, and you knew Nashkel was down south. Mm. And you knew Baldur's Gate was up top. Mm. And you knew that. And everything else is like there might be a wood over there, maybe, mm. but it was all just blanks. And then you go around exploring stuff, mm. and then once you got a fog of war on thing, you go around and explore that and build it up. So, but that, that was in the previous. That's not in this one. That's not in this one. Okay, because I feel it's almost so big that it doesn't need it because right. the technology. Because you've got probably about the same amount of stuff, mm-hmm. just a lot less. Empty green grass to wander right. over. Gotcha. Yeah, gotcha. Okay. <laughs> there's less need to, like, yeah, you got. There's plenty of there's plenty of stuff to play around with and still mm. feel like you're exploring a world. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's a fast travel system, which is where you can use those portals. Yeah, again, if you don't know about it, yeah. you can press yeah. map and you can choose where to go, and that yeah. that gets it very useful. Mm. Saves you from a lot of walking mm. over stuff yeah, land you've already so. covered. Yeah. So, uh, has everybody yeah, found? I'm enjoying it so far. Has everybody found yeah. the dog yet? As well? There's a dog. Yeah, I'm on the dog. Where's the dog? Yeah, where's the dog? Where's the dog? Yeah. Where's the dog? Where the dog is. It's the starting area. Don't, 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 don't hide the dog from me. I'm not. It's near the village. I want the dog. Yeah, well, go play the game. That's why. That's why oh. I thought would motivate you. Wait, wait, wait. Are you talking about when you say the village? Are you saying the goblin village? Are you talking about a village with goblins in, or there's just so many goblins? All the goblins all the time. Huh? There's two places I could describe as a goblin village. Which one are you talking about, I wonder? The one with the three. The three goblins? The the three leaders. Oh, okay. Well, okay, yeah, okay. So you, you've gone hardcore. Right, nice, nice, like it. Sweet. Mm. Yeah. Did you not do that? Oh, I've done it. Okay. Yeah, um, but that I, I'd already had an experience with that. Okay. Um, i I got to say, there's also stuff like they've really upgraded some of the monsters and they're quite different, like... At, Bear owls are properly terrifying. Mm. Oh, yeah, I went into a cave to deal with that one. <laughs> oh, I haven't met a bear owl either. And like, Look, and a bear owl. Wow. Oh, 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 damn. And then you had to reload, right? <laughs> no, I got it the first time. Really? We went oh, team wow, stealth okay. with it and startled it. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. okay. And well, so okay. we got a surprise round. So we all just went, beep, 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 beep. And I had two rogues in my team at the time. Yeah. So we yeah. just quickly got it before it could get a moving on us from a distance. 
And then I felt bad because I had this baby with it. And then I didn't feel bad because then the baby started eating it. And I was like, I guess this is fine. Oh, nice. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I was like, oh, no, what have I done? I'm like, oh, okay, this is fine. And then I took... Baby bear, I've got to eat. And then I took an egg. Mm. Mm. So I'm hoping it will hatch and I'll have my own baby bear awesome. Lucky, lucky you. Is it it, it bad that I I think of bear owls as bear owls now, not owl bears? They are. Like, naturally. Why are you saying... Uh, I mean, they're mostly bear. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I'm yeah. I'm really enjoying it, and I um, hmm. I'm not going to get to play for a while until Sunday now. So yeah, I've got to wait for Sharon to go back to work. So probably I think she's got tomorrow off. So Sunday for me too, I think. Yeah. Mm. But tomorrow oh, yeah. I'm going to play real life role playing games at game day all day from nine a.m. until later. Sweet. Are we done talking yeah. about Baldur's Gate three, or do we have any other? I think we statements? are. Yeah. I no. think we should come back to Baldur's Gate 3 when we've all finished mm. it, though. Fin- or when we've all got as far it. as we're going. All right, when we're all finished playing it. Oh, yeah. When we're all kind of like, all right, we've played it enough. Right. So maybe in a few when- weeks or something. Uh, <laughs> Russ, weeks. I don't think Wow, no. wow. No, Russ, mate, that's... <laughs> sweet, yeah, yeah. sweet man, no. Mm. <laughs> I don't think that's going to be the Bless case. Bless your heart. <laughs> yeah, well, whenever that is. Okay. When we can look at the, look at the game as a whole, having played it. A bit more okay. than just the beginning. Maybe we should yeah. play it online, the three of us, at some point as well. That'd be a laugh, yeah. Yeah, that, that, that'd be really fun. I mean, obviously, have to wait for you to have a compatible version. Yeah, I know. In September. <laughs> oh, does it not Does it not do that, then? Well, uh, uh, the version we're playing on isn't the proper version. We're playing the early pre-release version. Yeah, but, but, but will, it, will it not link in with... Well, I don't think so. I don't know. Uh-huh. It seems unlikely that it would. Seems unlo- I no, think I suppose if you've got buggy. options that, this, that us haven't, you'd be seeing things that we can't. That wouldn't work, would it? Mm-hmm. No. Yeah, yeah. probably. I, I, I don't know. Uh, I do know I try compatible versions is definitely the way to go. Mm. I think they're on their second patch. I'm surprised it hasn't released for Mac, to be fair. Well, I think it's really they're soon. on pressure doing yeah. it for um, consoles as well. And the console I think, I think it was September loud. the 6th. September the 6th. That was, was what it was. It was, pen- really it was pencil for September 6th, but it might be moved back because the console uh. users also had a similar thing. And console users are generally louder and more annoying than Mac users because we're like we're just grateful to have something as Mac users we're like thank you so much sir um, whereas the console people are like how dare you mm. so I think they're probably wanting to get the console version up first there's a game I, I am interested in which I haven't got anything I can play it on which yeah. is that what's it called this star something coming up soon I need um Oh, star, star build? No, star Starfield uh, or something. Starfield, like Starfield. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah this yeah, looks pretty cool. Uh, well, yeah. uh, it's Xbox and PC, uh, and I don't have an Xbox mm. or a PC. So I have a PlayStation and a Mac. Oh, yeah, yeah. Two things. Well, I have an Xbox. Two things that are opposite to the things that it works on. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So we'll come back to Borders Gate Three when we have played yeah. some more, maybe, and uh, talk yeah. about it because uh, when I've got the full version, that might be good as well. But overall, I really like it. I think it's good. Yeah, I like it too. I think good. it's nice. It's a nice filler to get a bit of a D and D style fix as a solo mm. player. It's mm. not the same, mm. but I agree. it's it's got that flavour. Yeah. yeah, but I've always liked that style of game. Mm-hmm. Like I like the Baldur's Gate games originally. I like the moving a party and mm-hmm. and you know that 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 style of game. I think that is probably my favourite style of game. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, shall we wrap this up? Yep. Yes. Yeah, let's do that. Okay. Okay. But we will come back to Baldur's Gate 3 later, another mm-hmm. another another time when we've got a lot more... XP under our belts. ...behind us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that thing that you just said. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right, then. I'll catch you all later. All right. Bye for now. All right. See you later. Bye.
Apparently, I now have to read this to you. This is the official podcast of Morris's unofficial tabletop RPG news, which you can find at enworld.org. You can find show notes at morris.podbean.com or wherever you found the podcast. If you feel like they deserve it, you can support the show on Patreon. In return, you will receive exclusive bonus content. Just go to patreon.com slash morris. If you're interested in his babbling nonsense, you can follow at Morris on the Twitter. Send your emails to morrispodcast at gmail.com. Not all of your emails, just the ones you want us to see. That's it. I'm bored now. You can go away. Shoo, off you go. Goodbye. Get out of here. That's a lot of sixes for me to roll. I don't know that my sixes. Do you have oh, the yeah. 5e core book? Uh, no. Because uh, I have oh, it and I'm not using it, so if you'd like to borrow it, oh, you can. Interesting. If you're yeah, thinking of having it for a little bit. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to come around your house with like a bunch of books at some point and like do some sort of hostage exchange. <laughs> yeah, no, I have, I what have some books. A, what you need is a bridge so you can meet in the middle. <laughs> we can get a well, string pulley system and just yeah. kind of put them in a bucket. Yes. And like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, I, I was thinking, I, I mean, yeah, because I was thinking because you've got that little balcony, you just let yeah, them Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. So I don't, I don't have to be among the great unwashed. Mm. No, hey. because 